Hi, my name is Robert Alexander Cager, and welcome to Arrow, revelatory prayers and teachings created to launch your life and purpose forever into bullseye moments. This is season two, episode two on Arrow. Episode two is entitled, The Main Attraction of Prayer, Jesus Before Time. Last episode, we welcomed the Holy Spirit into our journey on this podcast through the book I wrote called Access, The Eternal Advantage. This episode, we will be praying through the revelation of Jesus' life before the world was created. Before time, chronos, the Greek word for time, Jesus is considered to be the pre-incarnate one and the one that lived as high priest and the one by which all things were made for and through. This is the revelation of Jesus that existed before he put on flesh and came to the earth. Why is it important to know this revelation and mystery of Jesus? Well, let's dive into the first chapter of the book, then we will pray. Our Heavenly Father is eternal, and so is His Son, whom all things flow from and originate. All things are for Him, and even us, we actually originate and exist before the foundation of the world in the mind of God. So it is only correct and honorable in this to approach Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, from an eternal perspective and not a carnal or temporary one. When talking about Christ, we're talking about a person who always had a face, a form, and a figure. We're talking about a man who by nature is the person responsible for governing communion with God and has been given power from God to grant access to anyone who would believe on his name. In each portion of this book, we will encounter what it means for Christ to sovereignly govern the communion all beings have with God and even the Holy Spirit. To get a full understanding of what all of this actually means, we must look to Scripture and study Christ from the beginning of Scripture, uh, Revelation to the book of Genesis on to the book of Revelation. You see, it's somewhat um, circular. Genesis isn't necessarily the beginning, but we're going to start there. Um, to give us some great perspective. Genesis 14 starts with a pre-incarnate Christ um, as a prophetic type Melchizedek, the eternal high priest of the kingdom of God. What I love about this is the time of the four synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, isn't the first time Christ appeared to humanity. In Genesis 14, this pre-incarnate form of Christ is introduced to humanity after there have been a mighty slaughtering of kings by the hands of Abraham and the men that accompanied him. Here we realize that Jesus Christ as high priest and high king introduces himself after earthly kings and principalities have displayed their power and have failed as the one that lives forever and is incapable of failing. I'm going to say that again. Here Jesus Christ presents his power um, and introduces himself after kings and principalities have displayed their power and they failed. Jesus comes in as the one that lives forever and is incapable of failing. This is the perfect place to receive that there is no king like Jesus. No one's reign and authority is as effective or everlasting as that of Jesus Christ. What's interesting in this introduction of Jesus Christ to the world and Abraham, being among the first to behold Jesus in this way, is that Jesus comes with wine and bread. If we think forward to the final supper with Jesus and his disciples and the gospels, you see, wine and bread is also present. Here we already see Christ's plan to announce to the world that he has already been slain, has risen, and as a result, the remission or forgiveness of sins has already been made available. This is also confirmed in Revelation 13 and 8, which informs us that Jesus Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. 
here in Genesis 14 with our forefather of faith, Abraham, Christ is proclaiming his heart, which is to always be among us and commune with us, hence the bread and the wine. The revelation of communion with Christ is a primary revelation that we learn in the place of prayer. Prayer is simply a life in communion with Jesus, walking with the Father, walking with Jesus, walking with the Holy Ghost. Here Jesus Christ not only introduces himself to Abraham, but he sets the stage for when he would later intercede and intervene when he would come in human flesh. To seal this, Abraham is prompted by the Spirit of God to do something that is monumental and pivotal to our faith today. Abraham gives Melchizedek, this high priest, the pre-incarnate Christ, a tenth of the spoil he received from the war Abraham fought and won. This tithe and offering Abraham offered sealed our Christocentric faith for both Jews and the Gentiles. It set the stage for Jesus to come and minister to the world, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. It also set the stage for Paul to receive the cataclysmic revelation that Gentiles could enter into the fellowship of the covenant promises of God to the Jews. You can find this later in Ephesians 2. Why is this so important in talking about prayer? Because when we look at Genesis 14 and the encounter of Christ and Abraham, uh, we see that Jesus has come and has already addressed the human fallen issue as well as the issue of the cultural issues that the Jews and Gentiles would have during and after the coming of Christ in the earth. Jesus was in the New Testament itself in Genesis 14. This is living proof that our future is the memory of God. I'm going to say that again. In Genesis 14, Jesus was his future self, giving us bread and wine, which means that our future is the memory of God. I had to say a lot right there. Your life and my life has always been secure in God. He knows our ending from our beginning which is why he provided access to him from the beginning. He knew we would be in need of it today. So the access we are praying into and praying about that we have uh, to the Father by way of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice that has already been made available to us before time began. Again, according to Revelations 13 and 8. If prayer is governed by the high priest Jesus Christ and he is the one that carries solutions for problems and issues that don't exist yet, then the place of prayer has to be the place where uh, the divine solutions and answers to future questions and issues exist. This further means that when you pray and commune with Christ and give him the first of everything you have, such as Abraham did, you are giving him permission to answer tomorrow's problems today. You are also standing in faith with God for generations after you. Hebrews 7 is another reference. Your tomorrow and your future become secure in ways it wouldn't if you don't open up yourself to Jesus in the place and position of prayer. I'll say that again. Your tomorrow and your future hmm, become secure in ways if you open up yourself to Jesus in the place and position of prayer. In ways unimaginable, it becomes uh, 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 secure in your life. Prayer provides you a life of never being caught off guard. Prayer brings provision before an attack comes. It's good to note that Jesus Christ comes and provides this message to Abraham right after he fights kings due to them taking his nephew, someone that belonged to his house. The enemy is a king in the earth and he seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. However, when one finds themselves in communion with Christ, the provision of eternal victory before the attack of the enemy is made available. Before Christ introduces himself to Abraham, Abraham didn't have this. 
When Abraham gave a tent to Melchizedek, this sealed what we just talked about. Through Abraham's sacrifice, this opened up the world to experiencing the glory of the pre-incarnate Christ, to experience the favor of redemption and salvation before it would be earthly needed. The solution of salvation uh, existed before it was needed in the earth realm, and this reality entered into Abraham's life. And looking at the pre-incarnate Christ and receiving him as high priest also did something else for humanity. There was a system called the law that God would give Moses for the children of Israel. This system would introduce us to the tabernacle and by the time where priests had to commune with God through a man. Here in Genesis 14 by Jesus Christ introducing his very self to Abraham shows that he had every intention on wanting to be in communion with us himself with no middle person. However, for a season, this was necessary during the days of the tabernacle and priest. Jesus, being the eternal high priest that he is, presented himself before the system of the earthly tabernacle to say that he was the high priest of another tabernacle that was made by inhumane hands. This again confirms that the priesthood of Christ and the position of Christ to intercede and intervene on our behalf always was, and he always held the power to bring us to himself and to God himself. The time of the tabernacle and the earthly peace was and the earthly priest was a prophetic way of showing what was to come. I love how God is always forward thinking and moves before events happen. It is in the place of prayer, in this place of prayer, that you always find yourself being able to flow ahead of the game. As we launch into prayer right now, here are some scriptural references of the of the revelation we just walked through about um, the pre-incarnate reality of Christ. Genesis 14, Hebrews 7, Hebrews 9, 11 through 14, 1 Peter 1 and 20, Revelation 13 and 8. 1 Corinthians 8 and 6, 1 Corinthians 11 and 12, Colossians 1 and 16, and Hebrews 2 and 10. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We glorify you and we magnify you because you're here. Mm-hmm. You're here in the stillness. And Father, we just traverse through revelation of the pre-incarnate reality of Jesus Christ. And this is where our access begins. It began in Revelations 13 and 8 when you uh, were slain before the foundation of the world. See, the provision for our resurrection in Jesus Christ was already made before we entered into the world. See, thank you, Father. See, a Father is forward-thinking. Thank you for grace. Thank you for glory and your government. And in your government, you talk about and Isaiah 9, God, you talk about the government of God is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. And the everlasting father peace of the government of God coming from the glory and your grace. You are forward thinking as a father and you uh, already made provision for everything we would ever do. Thank you for the, for the, for the lamb of God. Uh, before time, we thank you that you operated as a high priest with bread and wine. And not only that, it's also demonstrated when you walk through the children of, when you walk with the children of Israel and they celebrated the Passover with bread and with wine. 
that you passed over, what the blood was. You passed over them. And I think that the blood not only allows death to pass over us, but the blood brings us nigh, according to Colossians and Ephesians and even Philippians. The, the word of God uh, is loaded with examples of our access beginning with the blood of the shed lamb and the pierced lamb before time began. And we're so ever grateful that even when you came into the earth and you walk with the children of Israel, through the Red Sea and walk through the wilderness. That was you, Christ, as a cloud by day and a fire by night as the angel of the Lord. And we just want to say thank you that even before you came in flesh into the New Testament, you were present in many prophetic types and symbols. Uh, the high priest, the eternal priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, and you were here in the cloud and in the fire over the children of Israel. You were here in the Ark of the Covenant. You were here with us, Jesus Christ, and we appreciate you. We honor you. We thank you for this uh, for this sacrifice, and we honor you for the revelation and the content um, uh, that you have given us. And uh, the lesson here in this episode is how do we enter into the presence of God? We learn about who you were before time began. We start there because there's a beginning to this. And we start off by saying thank you. And this is how we're going to extract, hallelujah, from the glory cloud that is on this podcast episode even now. We extract it through thanksgiving. We extract uh, the revelation that we are solidified in our identities, are solidified in you because uh, your, our future is your memory. And you have operated uh, uh, such ahead of time in a way that we can trust that where you go, we will follow. We can trust that, Lord God, you know the way that we take it when thou has tried us. We're coming out as pure gold, tried. Uh, why? Valuable. How, how and why? Because you had us in mind before the worlds were framed. And everything that was made was made through you and by you, Jesus. Nothing was made without you. Thank you for having us in mind. Thank you that the listener is going to comprehend that you just want to be with us. If you came to Abraham with bread and wine, you come to us today. For your word says, in Revelation 3 and 20, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. I will come in, another version says, and dine with him and he with me. The table is spread, Father, and you bring us bread and wine today. You bring us bread and wine. You said, uh, in the book of Corinthians, do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 11 and 14, you said, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, 1 Corinthians 11, 24 and 25 in the same way after he after supper he took the cup saying this cup is this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me we eat and sup with you Jesus strengthen us and uh, help us with our schedules to take at least one hour a day 
one hour a day. To sit with you. To sit with you. As you said in Mark 14 and 37, and in Matthew 26 and 40, can we not watch with you for one hour? Father, wherever we are asleep on our post, would you wake us up that we can watch with you and pray with you and sup with you and join you in the ministry of prayer and intercession. For you are standing at the right hand of the Father right now, making intercession for us. According to Romans 8 and 26, we cannot be condemned. Let's read that. Let's read that. Romans 8 and 34. Hallelujah. Who was there to condemn us? For Christ Jesus who died, and more than that was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and he is interceding for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for making intercession with us from before time began. And thank you that your intercession drove you to being here with us and to coming for us again. And we're going to dive into that, into those realities and revelations and that and the apostolic content later. But we just want to thank you that our future is secure because you came, you bled, you died, you suffered. You rose for us, and you're coming again. We start this journey by recognizing that you always had a mind, God. Always had a mind, Jesus. Always had a mind, Holy Ghost, to reconcile us to yourself. According to Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3. And we love you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Again, my name is Robert Alexander Cajun. It's time to launch your life and purpose forever into bullseye moments. Join us every week for prayers that are created to empower you to live a life that fully embraces the eternal place of prayer. We're so grateful, Father. I just got to keep praying because I feel this. I'm so grateful, Father, that in the place of prayer, we take advantage right now by getting in the place of prayer. We take advantage of this access and we say, Jesus, come, Lord Jesus, come your bread and your wine. We're ready and we're here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Again, join us every week for prayers that are created to empower you to live a life that fully embraces the eternal place.